Today's podcast is sponsored by Bradford White Water Heaters. Plumbing pros, when it's time to choose a water heater to install for your next job, whether it's residential or commercial, go with a product that is built to be the best. Go with Bradford White Water Heater. How you heat your water matters. Choose Bradford White. We are back, the Not Dead Yet podcast. I'm with my good buddy, Tim Ward. Tim, how you doing today? I am bright-eyed and bushy and ready for... <laughs> it's, it's almost April. It's it's like Easter's right around the corner, but more important, you don't have a suntan. I was expecting to see a suntan. Have you Just ever got seen back me from with, spring break. Have you ever seen me with a suntan, Tim? That's I good. don't get tan. That's, I yeah. have to put moon... Uh, what do you call it? It's MPF. It's the moon protection factor of uh, 15 on because I get burnt. How, how was the trip? It was good. Went to South Carolina, went to Charleston, went to uh, Isle of Palms, Sullivan Island, all the little islands around there. It was, it was a good time. So Kids yeah. kids in Monica had a good time then. Yeah, it was really good. Didn't kill each other on the drive there and drive back? Yeah, the drive there and back was just fantastic. Oh, 15 hours in the car together. Any chance you kind of went through Cleveland? I uh, did not. Went did not. through Louisville, Lexington, um, Asheville. So, yeah. Okay. Well, we've got the NCAA tournament final four coming up. Uh, I know your team's no longer in it, nor is mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting final four. What do you think? Who wins? Your adopted team, Kansas. Oh, don't say that. I I'm think a K-Stater. You know that. I'm a Wildcat, not a Jayhawk. I've just been watching the games, and I think Kansas plays to its competition. And then when they want to turn it on, I feel like they can they turn it on. But I, I had them in the Final Four. That's the only team I that made the Final Four that I picked. So I would not be surprised if they did win it. Yeah, yeah. So, Tim, it's good to be back. Um, we're doing something a little bit different today. And uh, it's the first time we're going to, like, co-mingle with another podcast, Tim. Exactly. It's why I asked if you went through Cleveland. Oh. Why don't you give a little intro on that? Then? Well, we have the great pleasure of interviewing Doug and Catherine from the Fixed Podcast, Doug Buchan is the OD Technical Applications Manager. It's and tough. Kath- we went over this. We went over this a dozen Butchin, times. Right, Doug? Butchin? That's correct. Butchin. <laughs> <laughs> and Catherine Leighton is the OD Senior Vice President of Brand and Digital Marketing. Welcome to the Not Dead Jet podcast, folks. Love it. Thanks, yeah. guys. Appreciate yeah. it. No, this is exciting. First time we've ever like um, integrated two podcasts and kind of putting our heads together and get the brainwaves flowing on how uh, we reach the trades. I know, you know, mm-hmm. Tim and I started this like a couple years ago, and our sole purpose is to uplift the trades and to talk about the trades. And we have guests on, and we talk about their stories. And I know the fix um, relatively new, and you kind of do the same thing with Doug as a. Uh, a master plumber for how many years? Was it 50, 60 years, Doug? 
Uh, yeah, you know, I think they just invented the wheel when I got into the plumbing. <laughs> no, but uh, really cool podcast. You need to listen to it. It's the Fix podcast uh, with Odie, and uh, it's just it's it's really cool to talk to you guys. Thank you. We appreciate the opportunity to one be uh, not dead yet. I was explaining to my son uh, I was going to be on a podcast today, and I told him the name of it. And he's like, "Huh?" I'm like, "No, nope, yeah," because yeah. I'm not dead yet, bud. We're still we're still kicking around here, so I feel like uh, I'm in part of the club now. So thank you. Well, I feel like we should explain this. We we did it on our pilot episode. Is the the Not Dead Yet podcast is you know social media influencers who are young. They go from you know twenty to forty something years old, and you know they're kicking ass. They're doing a really great job promoting things and promoting the trades and promoting their work. And um, Tim and I have been through you know the traditional media back when uh, Tim remember you had to use. Uh, Exacto knives to you know cut out things and put in newspapers oh, and yeah. magazines and stuff like that, and now we're just you know two old gray guys and we're not dead yet. We we feel like we still have something to offer to the to the industry. So that's kind of where the name came, and it gets a little touchy when we talk about people who died. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, we just but, use the uh, acronym NDY yeah. a lot. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> that's how that started. Well, thanks again for joining us, Doug and Catherine. I, I guess first for our audience, since they may or may not have listened to the Fix podcast, Doug, give us a little bit of your background, and Catherine, if you could follow up once he's done. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, my background started when I was just a teenager. I was working in a, uh, I was living in a uh, low income housing area, and there was a single uh, heating unit, HVAC unit for the building. And it needed replacement. So I went down to the uh, lower level. I heard some banging. Uh, there was a contractor there. The contractor asked if I wanted to give him a hand. I helped him tear out a bunch of the duct work. And uh, he liked my work ethic. And he said, hey, um, you know, I have some more of these to do in the neighborhood and around town. Would you like to help? And, you know, we we did not have, uh, you know, glamorous life when I was a youngster. So any additional money was a great uh, addition to the family. So I started working for him and he was giving me $20 per tear out, which at that time was, you know, fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, but it really got me interested in how the mechanics went together. You know, as I'm tearing something apart, I'm also learning why it was put together that way. From there, I moved on into a uh, plumbing apprenticeship with a uh, plumbing contractor, served my time uh, and met the credentials so that I could take the master plumber's test, um, was able to pass the test. It was extremely exciting for me and I was off and running. And uh, I went, got very creative. Um, <clears throat> what I did was I was able to secure four unsecured loans and uh, bought a van, stocked it with tools, some materials. Uh, things were rough in the beginning. I actually slept in the van and on job sites for about six months. Uh, but I kept reinvesting in myself. I grew from service to uh, the insurance world. Uh, I also was able to connect with a lot of the major insurance companies, and I actually became an expert uh, for them so I could help figure out what went wrong on projects. And that also added to my uh, you know, knowledge and my desire to learn more because I was learning how people misuse stuff so much. It's like, man, there's just got to be a better way to educate. Um, then I finished my career up. Well, I thought I had finished my career up. 
uh, and I uh, was finishing a, a very high-end restaurant in Syracuse, New York. I came home. Uh, Odie had reached out to me uh, just by fluke, and uh, they had said that there was a new job position at Odie. And uh, the lady who was the recruiter at that time, I had actually helped her out on a $60,000 insurance claim at her home. So I came in, I interviewed, uh, went home, talked to my children. Uh, We all decided that if I stayed home for more than three days, that uh, they would leave and never speak to me again, and I would just lose my mind. So I accepted the offer here at Odie uh, just a little over eight years ago. And uh, to be honest with you, I think it was one of the greatest things I've done in my career. Um, I love it here. love the people. I look forward to coming to work every day. And one of my first big projects that I ever did was I actually piped in part of our uh, molding division across the street at the manufacturing plant. So it was a big old circle of life for me to come back to Odie. So, Tim, I've been waiting almost two weeks to say this. Doug, you were living in a van down, down by, the, by river. the river. Well, we don't have a river here. We had the Lake <laughs> Erie, though, that I wasn't afraid to go near. <laughs> no, but talk about that. You're, you know, working out of your van. I mean, you must have, you know, just the grind to, you know, keep keep jobs alive. I mean, you know, make income. Yeah, you know. You know for jobs. I what What I decided was when I was younger was we – we were obviously in a position where we were not well to do. And I knew what that experience was, was like, and I knew what other people in my same environment experienced. And I decided that uh, I wanted to do better for myself and my family and, you know, my future family. And uh, so I decided just to do whatever it took to be successful. And, you know, fortunately I had a lot of Great things happened to me and a lot of uh, good breaks come my way throughout my career. Mm-hmm. And I was able to uh, end up being successful. Well, that's, that's certainly awesome. perseverance to its finest and certainly an inspirational you know, look back at your career. And that's awe-inspiring to me. Um, Catherine, can you top that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I think, I think I should have gone first. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Mine obviously is a a little bit different route. So um, I, you know, grew up in Ohio and um, went to school here, went to college here. And after college, I am like, peace, I'm out. And um, I really just kind of took the next 10 years and was whatever job and opportunity kind of came my way, I jumped on it. So when I wrote this down the other day, I lived in five different locations in 10 years. Uh, Mm. I held roles, anything from sales to product development to channel marketing. Actually, one of my first roles was actually selling tools for Irwin, who a local Lowe's store. So I've got a an okay background in tools and some knowledge there. Um, but really, you know, had this adventurous heart that I wanted to learn a lot and I wanted to keep growing and uh, would kind of move wherever they said, go and do it. So I worked for companies that were CPG, so consumer uh, products. I worked for Nintendo for some time and consumer electronics. So really had a good, vast and variety. Um, and then after those 10 years, decided to settle down and um, met someone to move back to Cleveland with and raise a family. And so spent then the next 10 years uh, working for a privately held uh, company here that's um, sales and marketing is based out of Cleveland, but their actual operation is out of Montreal. Uh, they are a fencing company and got into the private sector and really liked working for family businesses and um, kind of the entrepreneurial spirit that comes with it. 
about five years ago was tapped on the shoulder and said, Hey, you've got to come learn about this company called Odie. And I'm like, who, you know, I, I don't know anything about this. And I'm like, I've lived in this in Ohio forever. How do I not know about this company that's been here for over a hundred and, you know, five years. And I use their products every day and I don't even know it. Um, so came and uh, interviewed with Odie and it kind of sealed it from there. I mean, it's, I could say to Doug too, it's one of the best places to work. Um, again, gives you the opportunity to be entrepreneurial. Um, we have been able to kind of grow our team, go seek out opportunities. Um, we make great quality products. So as a marketer, it's like your best dream to have the best products um, to offer your end user. And um, so it's kind of been my journey to, to this place. But it's my first time in the trades um, and really have found a love with it and um, really a big supporter of getting people in the trades. I think my conversation with my family would have been a little bit different if I would have known this would have been an opportunity. So talk about getting together with Doug and creating this podcast. Uh, what was the impetus behind it? I, I went back and listened to the Fix podcast, and you had mentioned that you were very excited to work with someone who was in the trades for that long and had that experience. Talk about the kind of the marriage between you two getting into this podcast. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, even coming to Odie, one of the first questions that I had was, is there someone here who knows what they're doing? Mm -hmm. Right. Because I, uh, coming into this, um, doing photo shoots and video production and, uh, designing art and telling the story of installation instructions. I, I don't know how to do that, but I know how to work on creating content. I know how to put together a good message. Um, they're like, yeah, we've got Doug. And I'm like, Sweet. So uh, Doug and I became fast friends, whether he liked it or not, uh, <laughs> uh, because we rely heavily on our technical applications team. And that team mm -hmm. has grown over the years because um, it's important for us as marketers to make sure that no matter what we do, uh, we're putting out, you know, good content, right information, because um, we know very quickly on social and everywhere else, you put something out that's not right, everyone's going to tell you about it. So. Yeah. We, we've had that relationship and friendship uh, ever since I got here, like I said, whether he liked it or not. So when we first started talking about doing this podcast, we, you know, had approached it to Doug. He's like, oh, hi, guys, I'm a face for radio. I don't want to be on social media. I'm like, that's why this is perfect, because it is more of a face for radio. And you just have to tell your story and you have to talk and we have to have banter and conversation and that's really what happens um, and kind of to me is the the secret sauce to all this is you get kind of my personality of a little bit more straight and arrow and then Doug's stories, which are just phenomenal that kind of come into the mix. Well, I want to start off by saying that me getting to know Catherine was one of the top five greatest experiences of my life. Okay. Wow. And she is just an awesome individual. She underplays herself, but her... Her presence and her role and her team's role here at Odie, uh, most of our successes are are created by them. I'm just happy to be going along for the journey. Uh, as far as my stories, you know, nothing's better than real life, uh, you know. And uh, I sleep at a Holiday Inn Express every night, so I, what <laughs> educates me for the following day, yeah. so I'm good to go. Well, talk, talk, Doug, talk a little bit about the focus of the podcast. How do you create the content, people that you bring on to interview? What's your focus and how do you select the people you're interviewing? Well, most of that is done by Catherine and her team, but our, 
our message that we wanted to deliver last year, which is why I bought into this uh, so you know fully, was a simple fact that we are trying to give options to our new and upcoming potential tradesmen. You know, whether it be a plumbing, HVAC, electrical, we don't care. We even had a local college and they even have hairdressers, you know, that uh, they'll educate. So Catherine and her team, they built an audience uh, up from getting the best guests we possibly could to give those experiences on, hey, this is what you can go through. You know, it's not going to be an easy road, but you also don't want to miss out on the opportunity of trying something. And then 20 years from now, looking back saying, man, you know, I really wish I wasn't sitting behind a desk just tapping on my computer all day. Yeah. I mean, we really kind of wanted to make sure that we were bringing guests forward that could tell their story. And and at the end of the day, that was a lot of what we feel like, you know, as a manufacturer and as a brand, we're responsible for helping nurture and grow um, the traits, not only plumbing, but manufacturing. You know, at first, we're a manufacturer of plumbing products. So it's it's important to us. It's part of our livelihood. It's part of who we are. So for us to be advocates is is key. We're just hoping that by us and by other brands and other manufacturers continuing to have this conversation, continuing to grow awareness and being actionable, that we can actually help drive some change. It's not going to be overnight, but I think that by all of us having a role and, and driving some impact there, that it'll help us. Um, and that's one of the big things that's maybe a little bit different with our podcast too, is that after each interview, we do have some sort of action item after it. So for example, we had Jason from our local 55 uh, here in Cleveland who came in and was on our podcast. So part of it is telling his story and promoting and featuring it. But then we also spent a day um, at the local union um, having interviews with some of the students, giving them some swag, talking to them about opportunities. So each podcast then helps us drive to have action out of it as well. John, do you hear some similarities in what they kind of envisioned and kind of talked about two and a half years ago about some yeah. of the things that we wanted to do? It's, it's, I hear the passion, and I think that's a lot of what this is at the end of the day. We have a passion for the industry, and we want to do everything conceivable within our powers to create those outreach programs and raise up those in the industry. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, the, the similarities is... Uh, it's pretty cool. Hey, one thing I um, we're talking about podcasts, and it's another vehicle or a, <clears throat> a media for communication. And I know that's a huge thing for Odie is communication. On one of the podcasts, you had mentioned uh, communication uh, for Odie to the counter guys at the supply houses, and um, and how that's related to their contractors that come into the supply houses. Can you talk about the importance of that dynamic and that relationship? Yeah, communication for us is key and, and and having to be in a lot of different mediums is really important. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, I want to say it was February 2020, we printed uh, of our last round of catalogs. Um, I don't know if it'll be our ever last last, but um, it was one of those where we were talking about hey, we have to still be in print and we have to be in digital and we have to be here. And you do have to really understand where your audience is. So if it's how do you get knowledge to the counter person and how do you get knowledge to your end user and how do you get knowledge to your rep agencies, um, making sure that we have tools and ways for us to communicate a consistent message is really key. And so that's one of the things that we try to work on really hard here is to make sure that we tie that together. How have the challenges of the last two years 
kind of reshaped your vision of not only Odie and Odie University and products and go to market? How has that reshaped your vision? Sure. I mean, I think as an organization, our vision hasn't changed, you know, and our, our purpose stays the same, you know, deliver quality, build trust and improve lives. It is who we are and it's it's what we do. And I think anyone, if they step back and, and looked at that statement with our brand would probably uh, say that's very true for us. Um, but I think, you know, we are really trying to look at technology and ways that technology can help us improve. Um, the beginning of the pandemic, uh, our sales team was at home for a short time, not not very long, but it turned into the the really social media was the way that we were talking to our end user and more than we ever were. And so from there, things have just continued to build for us to continue to talk to that end user using a podcast now and starting to use different avenues, um, thought leadership when it comes to creating uh, case studies and articles in which we feel like there needs to be conversation around challenges that are happening, um, installation challenges, or um, it could be a challenge that maybe a DIYer is having and how do we help solve that for them? So content development and creation and implementation is a really big factor for us on the marketing team is making sure that we are creating relevant and timely content. Odie University, talk about that, Doug, um, the importance of that and the importance of training and how that kind of helps build your brand. Yeah, so what we try to implement here at uh, Odie University is hands-on interaction. Mm -hmm. So, for example, in the back of the building, I actually uh, directed the building of a three-room ranch home within the building itself. We show everything from roof flashings to mechanical boxes, hammer resters, uh, you know, real-life shower stall installations. Uh, we have an elevated granite countertop to simulate kitchens and bathrooms at six foot two inches so that when you're standing there working on the traps, they're at eye level and you don't have to crawl under the vanity, but you can see the obstacles that may be involved, the selections you may need. Uh, we also have a bathroom. One side is construction. The other side is finished. It's a mirror image of each other. So you could do things like put in a bath waste and overflow in a new atmosphere and you can put one in as a remodel because there's different challenges in both. Uh, education to me is the most important thing because if I give you the opportunity to learn something, then I'm giving you the opportunity to make life choices. You know, there's two things. As you get older in life, you can just keep all the stuff you've experienced inside and just move on and say, I'm the man in my own head. Or you can share all that information and those life experiences with the people around you and then accelerate their growth to make them better in the long run. Yeah. And we're all about accelerating the growth for all of our team members around us. That's awesome. Tim, I think we know some people on social media that keep it all in their head and they say, you know, I'm not, I'm not willing to change. I'm not willing to grow. I'm not. So that's, that's good to hear that. Um, you know, especially you, Doug, that have that experience and you're willing to share and to, you know, the next generation needs needs people, more people like you to help them and guide them and and to educate them. Well, I don't know if you need more people exactly like me, but you need more people <laughs> that are willing to share their information. Because like I said, that's, you know, we, we have conversation, we have collaboration here at Odie, and that creates consistency for us. So wait you know, a minute. You, 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 if we can't clone you and make you know fifty dugs, that wouldn't be. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. That <laughs> that would be a rough pill to swallow. Let me tell you. There's only one Doug Buchan. 
Oh my gosh, that's funny. So Catherine, what are some of the other things that you're doing to grow visibility of OD and the brands that you oversee to our audience? Yeah, I think, um, you know, making sure that we are continuing to um, build out our website to make it relevant for them. Um, You know, we just launched to our most recent brand LR brands. Um, So we're trying to kind of marry that world between the designer and the contractor and um, take a lot of that knowledge that we know um, from the contractor space from over 100 years and make it easy for them, easier for them to work with designers. So we're trying to help also bridge that gap between some of maybe the end users of our product um, so that it's easier for them to work together to accomplish what they want to. Um, you know, from a, a branding standpoint, we're continuing to put focus um, on our core brands, anywhere from Quick Drain to Hercules to Dearborn and Odie. Um, you'll see new products coming out from us uh, this year. So it's always excitement around uh, development of new products. But LR Brands was our big one this year of uh, a new brand that hit the marketplace. JP, you and I and Eric had the uh, opportunity to head up to Minnesota late last year and spend some time with Catherine and her team at the Churney facility. And we were able to shoot some videos. And I, I think a lot of people that are listening to this may have seen those on our websites or in our newsletter or We've had firsthand knowledge of watching you guys at work, and it's pretty impressive. And John and I, before we jumped on the podcast with you, were talking about hoping to get to Cleveland here sometime in 2022 to do something similar to what we did up in Minnesota. And we know many of your ambassadors that are working with you on your ambassador program. So you're doing a great job with that as well. So I applaud you with that. Well, I just, you know, you you talked about two years of kind of being in the shell and working, you know in a different form of virtual reality or virtual communications. And now things have kind of opened back up and you've been to a couple shows and you've had people at the, you know, the corporate headquarters talk about how that must feel is getting back in the one-on-one and connecting with people. Oh my gosh. It's been the best. I mean, I think uh, personal connection and energy just makes a big difference being an essential business. um, You Mm -hmm. know, we were open uh, during the pandemic, um, we work in a hybrid office situation. So we're in some days, uh, home some days. So we really, as an organization, have been having that opportunity to kind of connect with everyone. But to really have our end users um, here in our building, be able to bring them here and really showcase a lot of things that we've been talking about for years has been such a great feeling. Um, I feel like people that maybe we knew just only virtually that we got to meet in person at KBiz, give them a hug, give them a high five. Um, it was great to, you know, kind of make that connection it was wonderful. We also were at WET, which uh, yeah. to see a lot of our um, supporters there. And, you know, really now it's we want to see more people at OD University um, yeah. and we want to have more people in so that we can kind of take them through the products um, and how we can support and show them what we've been working on over the last couple of years more in person. I think really our quick drain brand is the one that makes the most sense in person. And when people see it, I know Eric Ghani had the same thing at the show where he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I get yeah. it now. Yeah. Um, that, you know, that type of connection you lose in the virtual world. And, and at this point, people are done with it. They're over. They don't want to get on another one. Um, They want to come and see us. So 
that is my open invitation that if someone wants to come uh, to Odie University, reach out to me. We would love to have you. Uh, I'm excited to have you guys come over and tour our manufacturing facility, which that's a part of it too, is right across the road. And then also experience uh, university. Plus, Doug is uh, heading up some of the uh, state of Ohio CEU courses. So we are starting those. I think you have one this week, right, Doug? Uh, Yes, we actually have an eight-hour one this week. So it took me about four years to get approved through the state because we are a manufacturing company. But uh, they finally approved me as a state trainer and OD University as a state training facility. So now we offer uh, free eight-hour and four-hour educational trainings for our master plumbers who need continuing education to renew their license. And if the class isn't large enough uh, for some reason, We'll also allow non-licensed plumbers to come in to experience that day also. Real quick, tell me, like, how do people get involved with that? How do contractors, if they're interested, do they go on your website? How do they, how do they register for class? Or talk about, talk about that. Good, Catherine. I'll let you. <laughs> so there's a couple different ways. Um, yes, there, OD.com, OD University is, is uh, a location where you can go on and to get more information. Um, if you know the local rep agency that represents OD, you can reach out to them. And then the CEUs, uh, we do have a registration for that online where people can uh, fill out their information and register for one of the courses. We handle all then the paperwork that goes back to the state to make sure that you get those credit for those hours. Now, back to the Fix podcast. I'm curious, if you could interview one person, or maybe two people, who would you interview? Doug, <laughs> Catherine? Well, I'll be honest with you. I have the two of them on the, on the line with me here today. Uh, this is awesome. I did a little Catherine background well. study, and uh, <laughs> I thought to myself, wow, you know what? I'm excited about this. So I'm happy to meet you guys, and I'm happy to know yeah. that some of our experiences are similar, our life paths. Yeah. Well, thank well, thank you. you. The same for us too. Yeah. All right, Catherine. Now give me the truth. Who would you really like to interview? I think they're the one that I would really want to go after because I kind of debated back and forth a little bit, but mine's more of a group and it focused on the fix. I would want to talk to parents and I'd want to tell parents that really listen and look at your child's skill set. And know that you can have a very successful, meaningful career in the trades. And it's something to be very proud of and to be very supportive of. Um, and to make sure that you're creating that type of dialogue and environment for your children. I think that a lot of times there has been in society so much of this push for college, 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 um, that maybe it's really not someone who um, should be in college, wants to go to college, and there's so many other avenues out there. Um, I talk about this on The Fix. My sister's a great example. Um, she tried to tell my parents, I don't want to go to college. I just want to do hair. Uh, but they said, nope, you're going to college and spent five years in college mm-hmm. and six months later went to beautician school. And I think that there's just such a big opportunity for us to continue to educate parents around the trades and assessing uh, students' skill sets that there is great career out there for them. Yeah, you just hit uh, the nail on the head for me. I've always said that um, the conversation starts in the living room with the trades. Um, You know, people blame counselors. I'm not not sure blame is the right word, but, you know, they talk about counselors or the lack of uh, trade or apprentice uh, curriculum at schools as, uh, you know, excuse. And, you know, those are all viable 
arguments, but I always say, like you just said, it starts with your parents and your family. And I had six other brothers and sisters and I was, well, I was five of, eh, I don't even know now I'm going, (laughs) (laughs) I have seven brothers and six other brothers and sisters. I was six of seven and it was just the push to go to college. It's just what you did. That's what everyone did in my family just went to college. There was no discussion, no reason. It's just like go to college. And I went, Tim will tell you, I went for 10 years <laughs> to college and I had no freaking idea after like year eight, what I was going to do. And I, I just about that, but it was, it was, um, off and on, um, probably five actual years at school, but 10 off and on that, you know, took me to graduate. And I wasted all that time. And if, and I always say this, I would have definitely joined a trade if I knew and I had the resources and people were pushing me to learn more about that avenue of the trade. So there's no doubt that dinner table conversation needs to happen at a very young age. Hey, I'm talking about the the fixed podcast. How do people listen to it? Um, What, how often do you um, record? What days does it come out? I mean, get people excited about this? Yeah, that's a great question. So we just wrapped up season one uh, and we are in the process starting next month of recording season two. And then we will launch um, in a couple of months and we will typically um, release on every Wednesday. So we'll do as we do big communication and um, get the word out when we're ready for season two, but it's it's really shaping up to be quite an, an awesome lineup. Trying to fit into everyone's schedules, which spring break and vacations, which I'm super excited everyone's being able to go and take and enjoy that mm-hmm. time uh, away from their homes and out. But yeah, it's it's going to be a really another great season with a lot of great guests, some national guests, some still local guests, um, but a good variety. Uh, of just how we continue to keep having this conversation and make an impact. Is there a certain consistent day that you record or, you know, the, it comes out live or not live, but recorded. Yeah. And once we kick off a season, it'll be every Wednesday. So kind of like us, John. Yeah. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever the day is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has been a very eye opening and fun experience. It's been the first time John and I have had the opportunity to talk to another team of podcasters. And John and I have noticed over the last couple of years, as we go to these trade shows, you suddenly have podcast row. And we participated at one at AHR earlier this year and had a lot of fun doing it. So we hope to be there to help support you guys and vice versa. Been been a fun experience today. Thank you guys. I mean, I, I really appreciate this partnership and I have to say, I did not listen to your original podcast two and a half years ago to, to uh, get all the alignment, but how cool is that, that it really is that there's more of us getting on this bandwagon and I encourage, um, you know, brands in this area and space, we've got to do more. And that's part of our responsibility. And this really yeah. isn't about promoting us. It's about promoting the trades. And that's really important to us. So we want to bring on great guests to the fix that can tell those stories and tell different avenues. And how do we reach those students? And how do we reach the parents? And how do we reach the counselors to make sure that this is an opportunity that people know about? It's going to take time and it's going to take a lot of us to do it. So thank you for giving us the opportunity um, to do that today. Well, big virtual high five for me. All right. Great. Yeah. And I want to thank you, gentlemen, also, you know, for giving us the opportunity to have this conversation. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Tim neglected to say at Podcast Row at AHR, we did a podcast and we went back to uh, edit it. And 
the uh, sound engineer didn't record it. So there was nothing there. So we were just talking. We had you know a few guests on, and we were just talking back and forth. And it was, you know, I thought it was a good conversation. And oh, there, was, no. there was nothing recorded, and we went back Stuff to the guy and we said, "Hey, uh, there's nothing here." And he goes, "Oh, I must not have hit record, or something happened." And he goes, "But it was one of the bo- best podcasts on the floor, you know, since we've been at the show." And I'm like, "I just <laughs> John. John was not a happy camper." But- <laughs> So we digress. We, look, we, you know, transparency to tell the truth. We had some gremlins crawl into our uh, podcast that we had set up this week with you folks. So um, luckily we overcame those challenges as well. Yeah, no, it's, it's good to have the flexibility to kind of you know, do this on the fly. And if something breaks down or something, you know, happens, we can always reschedule. So, but we'd like to have you back on, you know, gosh, maybe in a few months and just kind of talk about season two of, of, you know, the fix podcast and see where you guys are. That'd be great. And I would, let's put, get a date on that calendar for you guys to come out to Cleveland. Uh, We'd love to have you. Our ambassadors will actually be here, both the uh, first class and the second class uh, beginning of June. So um, good time in Cleveland. It's always a good time in Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) I've been told Cleveland rocks. Cleveland oh, rocks. Yeah. It does. I'm, I'm sure they haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, I'm sure they haven't. I have to. Yeah. Ah, Tim. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate it. And uh, good luck with season two. Thanks, right, guys. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks, everyone.